The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Koal Investment Group and its staff. Koal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-22-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning. Welcome. This is the Retirement Clinic, hosted by Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Jeff is the founder of the Kowal Investment Group. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Paul. How is the birthday boy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you had to say it. Yes, June 3rd is my birthday. I'm good. Thank Happy you. Happy birthday, Paul. Thank you, Jeff. You didn't ask the biggie. How old am I? Oh, go ahead. Take a guess. Uh, 39. <laughs> Man, you're close. Uh, 57 today. Yeah, pretty good. That's 57. Good. I've been here at WISN 32 out of those 57 years. Yeah, good for you. Well, congratulations on a good career. Congratulations on your birthday. Have a great day. Jeff, thank you. And speaking of milestones, the Kowal Investment Group, how many years have you been at it? 37 years now. Holy cow. 37. Yeah, yeah, that's hard to believe. 1987, we start if my math is right. And then you talk about a family business, Aaron, your son? 1987, so it's 36 years. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you're not good at math. <laughs> yeah, I, I am actually pretty good, but just not today. Of course, you're a numbers guy. Uh, specifically, retirement. That is your niche, Jeff. And we got a busy show today. It's just you, no guests, on this third day of June. Yes, it is my birthday, so we'll just get that out of the way right now. Uh, thekowalway.com. I want to start with your website. A lot of info on thekowalway.com. Also, Jeff, you and your staff do the market updates during the Mark Belling Show, 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock news blocks. That's every day, Monday through Friday. Some of these afternoon blocks start at 545. It's like, holy That's not cow, my fault. I, I know that, Paul. <laughs> but uh, do, the 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock, right at the top of the news at 3 o'clock, the 3 o'clock news block, and uh, five. 15, 530, uh, the afternoon, Mark Belling, the afternoon show. We try to give you one minute on what's going on in the market that particular day. What's driving it up or down? Is it corporate earnings? Is it government fighting about the debt ceiling? What's causing the market to go up or down that particular day? Try to give you an insight and say, so what? How does it affect you and your life? Then we wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, tech-heavy NASDAQ every day, Monday through Friday, 3 and 5 o'clock news blocks here on WISN. You know, we only give you about a minute or whatever it is. To, to, it's part of our newscast. And you're right. The 3 o'clock is always at 3 o'clock. 5 o'clock varies. But here you get a full hour, Jeff. The Retirement Clinic has been on since 2001. I failed to mention that earlier. Yeah, pretty exciting. Hey, 22 years this year. This September. Yeah, that that's a long run here. One of the longest running, if not the longest weekend show, I think. Yep, one of them. Yeah, so my remodeling show's been around, but that's a different guest each week. So anyway, that being said, Jeff, we got a lot to talk about with regard to retirement. We should cover your locations. You're based out of Waukesha. You have Phoenix, Arizona, offices there, Port Washington, Wisconsin, Racine, Wisconsin, and your latest addition has been Heartland. Yep, great locations, right in the middle of Lake Country in Heartland, Wisconsin, but uh, also the Racine location is great, Port Washington up in Mequon area, just and then Phoenix, of course. Um, and we manage about a billion dollars of assets, over a billion dollars of assets for our clients. We take our responsibility very seriously. We act as fiduciaries at the Kowal Investment Group. We have what's called the streamlined retirement process. Uh, this process walks you through, especially if you haven't thought about retirement before, this is the first time you're looking at, or if you're already retired. 
retired and have $750,000 or more in retirement assets. This is a, a blueprint, a map for your success in retirement called the Streamlined Retirement Process. So uh, let's start with that and get going because we address all areas of planning, investments, uh, insurance, uh, taxes, estate planning, keeping family wealth in the family. So we're going to talk about that as well. If you well have a- over the years, the guests on the show have been estate planning attorneys. We've talked about long-term care. Carol with Social Security Administration. There's so much involved in retirement planning. And a lot of times you don't know what are the questions to ask. You've been an executive. You've been a, a, a big part of your company through your lifetime and haven't given this much thought. If I asked you about your career and what you were doing, you'd be able to rattle off some things I wouldn't even know what to ask about. <laughs> and so that's how we are with retirement. A lot of times you'll head into retirement or investments and really not know what the right questions are to ask. We help you with that. We walk you through that process. It's called a streamlined retirement process. Don't you think the closer you get to retirement, you really start focusing in, uh, that's an obvious, I'm the master at stating the obvious, Jeff, but <laughs> the closer you get, you start really doing the math. You guys do something called a cash flow analysis. Cash flow projection, absolutely. Yeah, just how, what, can I re- afford to retire? And what's that date? Now, some people don't want to retire Early, they want to. I'm going to go into my 60s because I like what I do and I got to keep it. But Jeff, everybody's different. That's right. And I wanted to talk about that because we work with people. We've walked through the many stages of of the client's life when you when you retirement in the 50s when you're preparing for retirement in the 60s when the the, the the things start to change with regard to taxes in the 70s when you have to take required minimum distributions can give qualified charitable distributions in the 80s when you may face some health challenges we walk our clients through all those phases of retirement the IRS does too your life changes and is a, a Kiplinger's retirement report, how IRS tax rules change as you age. It says your life changes in many ways when you get older. Your children grow up and move out. Uh, You might relocate when you retire. And unfortunately, you probably have more aches and pains and uh, different body parts aren't working as well. but you must file tax returns each year. There are different things that you can do at each stage. And they start with the 50s, preparing for retirement, which is what you mentioned, Paul. When you hit 50, it's time to begin preparing for retirement if you haven't started already. Among other things, it means squirreling away as much money as you can in retirement accounts. This, Paul, you, you may have seen yourself. Because once you write out that last check for college, mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you have extra money left. So if you couldn't spend money on things before because you had the the kids and uh, college expenses, things like that, all of a sudden, you can start putting more money away. Well, we're empty nesters. Both our girls have moved out. They're on their own, Jeff. As you said, life has changed drastically. Yep. I mean, you're not spending near the amount on just the the week-to-week bills, groceries, and everything, right? Yep, but that's why when you talk about some of these things, like now at age 50, when we look at that first phase, uh, once you turn 50, you can put more into your retirement accounts each year with additional catch-up contributions. For 2023, you can put an additional... $1,000 $1,000 into your IRAs and an extra $7,500 into your 401ks that uh, try to catch up. So for an IRA, it's $6,500 plus 1000 so that's $7,500 you could put into your IRA your uh, or Roth IRA. And then a 401k, and then again, they're, they're, they depend on uh, income limits. 
for your 401k, you could put in $22,500, plus you could put an additional $7,500. So you could put $30,000 into your 401k. Potentially, you could put $7,500 into your IRA. That's $37,500 each year that you could put away into your retirement plan. Now, that's the max. That's Not max. everybody can afford it. If you can... And if you have to catch up, what a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity. Because I know some people say, well, it's too late. I'm 55 and I just didn't plan. Don't give up. Don't think it's too late. And you multiply that by two, husband and wife. If you have the money or or if you can find a way to do it, that's $37,500 piece. That's $75,000. That means over the next decade. Let's say you haven't done much to that point and you're 53. The kids are growing now. Over the next decade, you can put $750,000 away. That's a chunk of change. So if you're 55, you start now that you by 65, you have 750 $75,000 a year for 10 years. 750,000 is what you could put away. So if you start with nothing or if you could start accelerating it, that's very exciting. To me yep. it's very exciting. What what makes it even more powerful is that if you have the ability to put it into a Roth IRA. And this is what our advisors can help with every day at, at the Kowal Investment Group. If you can put it into Roth IRAs, that's another thing that can make it even more powerful. You pay the taxes up front, but then it grows tax-free forever, not tax-deferred, tax-free. That's very powerful. And we're going to talk about that later on, on, on you know, giving it tax-free to kids at a time when they're at the peak of their income makes it especially powerful, not only for you to grow tax-free. But at any rate, you can once you hit 50, you can put additional money into your IRAs and 401k. When you hit 60, actually 59 and a half, you could t- start taking money out of your retirement plans without penalties. Prior to that, there's a 10% federal, 3.33% state penalty for most plans. And most people retire in their 60s, and that's when tax changes really kick in. Part of the change is triggered by the different types of income you receive. For instance, instead of wages, which are 100% taxable, at least 15% of Social Security benefits are tax-free. So it means 85% of it is tax, so you pay tax once. doesn't get... seem like much, but it's still 15%. That's right. Um, uh, but lower income seniors won't pay any federal income tax on their benefits. And withdrawals from IRAs, from Roth IRAs and Roth 401k plans are tax-free as well since you already pay taxes on those uh, funds. Distributions from a traditional IRA or 401k are still taxable. But there are also tax breaks once you hit your 65th birthday, that uh, additional standard deduction. But what's also important is that it, once you hit your 60s at 62, you can apply for Social Security early. That, that's the first year, right? 62? 62, yeah. It's for a reduced, Social Security. It's a reduced benefit, and we actually... Uh, our, our well-seasons, I, I would ha- hasten to say we're experts at doing calculations for Social Security and say, when is the best time to take it? Can one spouse take it? Can the other spouse yeah. delay it? We walk through that conversation with you. We've got software to help with it. You don't have to take it. And if you can wait, Jeff, and push it off, right? It goes up every year. It goes year. up every year. But what's what's a break-even point? And we can tell you what that break-even point is with our software. It's just a great program, a great thing. But Social Security is an important part for most people in their retirement. Uh, the uh, you know, Do you take it now? Do you delay it? Does one take it now? Does one delay it? That's the conversation we have. But is that, Social Security enough? Let's say it's, it's the, both spouses, right? There's two checks coming a month. 
rarely is that going to be enough to sustain a lifestyle well That's into right. your, you said 80s. What if you live to be in the 90s? And a lot of people are now. We see that happening. Yeah. Um, and again, we do a calculation for that, but does it make sense for you to take, if you need money to live off of, does it make sense for one spouse, perhaps, to take that so that you could take less money out of your retirement plans? So let those accumulate more, grab it uh, the income from the government, if it's appropriate. Again, that's a conversation that we can have. Our our advisors have that conversation with our clients every single day. At uh, 65, obviously, you can go out of Medicare. Uh, it's government program. So there are some benefits to it. It's age 67 for many people right now. It's full retirement age. Really? Uh, that it, I always thought of 65 as full retirement. 67. No, 67 now for Social Security purposes. That's 10 years. I turned 57 today. <laughs> that's 10 years yet. That doesn't mean you have. But I that's, know it that's full retirement age. But if you delay it to 70, it keeps on going up after that at about 8% a year. And 70, it's a max. So if you're 70 and you're not taking Social Security, uh, you got to rethink that. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't go any higher than that. So you might as well you take might as well it. start taking a check. Yeah, because it does not uh, well, increase anymore after. And age another 70. thought here, Jeff. It's morbid to talk about. We just don't know when our last day on this earth is. Nobody knows whether it's a health car accident or Mother Nature, natural death. Right? We're all going to die. That's right. Chances of dying are a hundred percent. So what do you plan for? Yeah, and that's one of the questions that people don't really know how to ask it. You know, what age should you plan for? And what we do is we plan to make sure what if you blow through life expectancy? We say, what happens if you screw up and live a long time? Will you have enough money to last that long? Seventy and a half is the age at which you could do qualified charitable distributions. So it used to be 70 and a half, you had to take required minimum. Well, now it's age 73. So there's another milestone once you hit in your 70s. Uh, RMDs kick in, the biggest change, tax change for people in their 70s is the start of required minimum distribution from retirement accounts. Now, if you inherited one, you probably are already taking required minimum distribution if you inherited an IRA. But your money's been growing in traditional IRAs and 401ks for years. Now the IRS wants their pound of flesh. And up until last year, it was 72. Now it's age 73 is the, is the first year. Well, that stuff keeps on changing. All these milestone ages you're talking about, there's a ton of them in your world, Jeff. And as we go through our day-to-day lives, I don't think much of us give much thought to it. Maybe once a year you sit down with an advisor and kind of redo your plan, but it's nice to have somebody else doing it like you. And we and we watch it on an ongoing basis. Yeah. It's not just once or twice a year, even though you might see us once or twice a year. We're watching it all the time. You we're don't rebalancing set it. it and forget it, right? Absolutely not. At our firm, uh, we've got an investment team. We've got a planning team. It's, it, we watch it all the time. You have your, your designated advisor, which a lot of people love, and then you have a, a designated client service person. And everybody in our organization, from top to bottom, we all talk retirement planning. And I think that that's important when you Working with you want to work with a firm that knows what they're doing in that specific area of planning. Oh, and you work with a lot of business owners. You know, every week we've got a feature on the show called the Boss Segment: Business Owners Savings and Security. Yep. If you're tied up in your business, that's your life, that's your retirement plan. But is that going to be enough? And who knows? Again, you can't predict the future. What you're going to sell that or expect to get from that company, Jeff? Nobody knows. That's right. Um, what you also have to think about is in many of the cases for our clients, they've done well throughout their lives. Now they've accumulated some wealth. Now they have to take out the required minimum distributions, but they don't need that money. 
So what can you do with it? Can you potentially multiply the value of your estate by maybe doing some estate planning and doing some trusts and doing some perhaps life insurance? But you do have to take those RMDs. You have to take them out. At what age? Well, it's 73 now. 73 is It's required minimum distribution. I know you can start taking them out earlier if you want to. That's right. Good point, yes. 59 and a half. 59 and a half is the earliest you can take it out without penalties. 73 is when you have to take it out, yep. or else you have penalties for that. It's 25%. Oh, gosh, don't do that. <laughs> Start taking them out. To, yeah, so adding insult to injury. You still have to take it out, but they make they make you pay a penalty. And there, there's some forgiveness on the first one, but not after that. Right. Um, but you know, sometimes they'll, they'll use it to, to multiply the value of their estate by buying life insurance. Sometimes they'll take their required minimum distribution and put it into a trust. Sometimes they'll take their required minimum distribution or a portion of it and do qualified charitable distributions with it. But there are planning opportunities and responsibilities with each stage. And again, we've walked a lot of our clients through hundreds of them through each stage of these, uh, uh, each age. Um, so we, we'd like to help you too. And again, uh, everybody from top to bottom, we are fiduciary advisors. So we always commit in writing to put your interest first. And I just, we got to take a break, but Jeff, you know, we were spoiled there with that great bull market for years and years, right? Where people almost just expected their 401k plans. Everything was growing. We're not so much in that. Are we in a bear market right now? Well, we're not in... Well, some areas of the market are still in the bear market area. The bear market is defined as 20% or lower. Uh, uh, um a downturn is considered, well, a pullback is considered 10%. Uh, then a, a bear market is 20% or more. Some NASDAQ, I still think, is, is more than 20% down. Are we in a bear market? And then economically, there's the... Uh, there's a bear market that was defined as two consecutive quarters of negative growth. Yep. Um, that was the old one, but they don't want to define it like that. They don't that. want to define a recession the same way. recession anymore. that way, rather. Yeah, I'm the sorry. recession. Thank it's, you, Paul. They've changed the Thanks. definition. Yep. Um, but inflation, all of that, it, it's all out there, Jeff. You've been through lots of different economies, yep. up and down. The markets will always go up and down. When you commit to retirement planning, it is not set it and forget it. You make changes, but you don't want to time the market. And no, and you brought up a great point earlier with our cash flow projections. We've done, with the market being down a little bit, Some, you know, if somebody comes in and their accounts are down 20%, uh, with another advisor, of course, and so we say, okay, so what? So the markets have been, so your accounts are down 20%. Does that mean you have to change your goals and your plans for retirement? Do you still have enough money that even with a downturn in the market, and what if we have another downturn in the market? Will you still have enough money? The thing is, for most people, and Marie McFarland is very good with this, she will say, if you have $2 million as an example, and it dropped to a million six, you'd still don't need that $1.6 million on the day that you retire. No. You need no. it over the rest of your lifetime, yeah. not just then. So if it's $4 million that dropped to $3.5 million, if it's $5 million that dropped to $4 million, you don't need all that $4 million on the day you retire. So don't panic. Let's walk through it. Let's go through the cash flow projections and see how you are. We'll look at it from a tax standpoint, from a state planning standpoint, and from a cash flow standpoint. Yeah. You mentioned Marie McFarland. Uh, kudos to her. You know, she's a certified financial planner, Jeff, Absolutely. right? But she's part of the market updates, part of the team at Kowal that you hear Monday through Friday during the Mark Belling Show. We talked about that 3 o'clock and 
sometimes 5.30-ish, whenever the news <laughs> is, whenever Mark decides to take the news block. So that's the Kowal Investment Group. I want to give out the website, the phone number. If you've got questions, we urge you to call their office at 262-522-4040. 262-522-4040. Jeff, we mentioned all your locations, Port Heartland, Racine, uh, Waukesha is your main headquarters, Phoenix, Arizona, but you're licensed in how many different states? I think it's 27 states at this time. We've been blessed. Our clients retire, a lot of them from here, a lot of them we've gotten that are in, already living in other states, but they retire from here, they go somewhere else, and they trust us, and they keep us as their advisors. So we're blessed, we feel humbled by that, and yeah, we're licensed in 27 states, so if you happen to live somewhere else, don't worry about it, chances are we're licensed there. I do want to announce, Jeff, because personally I've not seen you since you were listed in the 2023 Best In-State Wealth Advisors on the Forbes list. Forbes list, that's a pretty good list. So, yeah, we're proud and happy to be uh, and humbled for that recognition as well. We don't look for that uh, necessarily. Uh, it's nice to get it. It's nice, that, but we, we, our objective has always been to do what's in the best interest of our clients. And I think the ratings agencies maybe take a look at that, see that we have the next generation in place, yeah. that if you come with us as a young person retiring, that we've got a young uh, next generation in place, that we can work with you for the rest of your life. And I think that's an important thing, a succession plan in place. The fact that we uh, uh, manage a you know, fair amount of money, over a billion dollars. I think all those things come into play with, with uh, ratings agencies. You said over a billion. Billion, yes. With a B. That's right. It's that's a lot of money. That's a chunk of change. <laughs> that's a chunk of change. Hey, if you're interested in talking to the Kowal Investment Group, if you've got a question on anything regarding retirement, don't call the radio show. We'd rather you spend some time off the air with somebody at the Kowal Investment Group. Again, 262-522-4040 or thekowalway.com. The Retirement Clinic, WISN with Jeff Kowal. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Most business owners understand that selling a business is no simple task. But what about the aspect of knowing when to sell? I have discussed the various aspects of selling a business several times during this segment, but I've only briefly touched on when to sell. The truth is knowing when to sell is different for everyone, but there are some telltale signs that may point you in that direction. Here are a few examples. Burnout. Are you no longer enjoying your work? Maybe you're feeling drained of energy and frustrated not only with work, but your day-to-day life. Personal. Is there an issue or health concern with you or your family that needs more of your time and attention? Or maybe the reason is related to your business partner. Freedom has the obligation of time you need to dedicate your business to become overbearing. If you no longer want to be tied down by obligations to your business, freedom could be your reason to sell. And risk. Is your money tied up in your business? Do you want to be less financially dependent on your company? Selling may allow you to diversify your personal financial situation to a risk tolerance level that is more suitable for you. If any of these hit home for you, it may be time for you to consider selling your business. If that's the case, we'd love to help you prepare for this process. Give our office a call at 262-522-4040 or visit thekowalway.com. The Boss Segment, every week on WISN, the Retirement Clinic. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. Jeff Kowal, the founder of the Kowal Investment Group, hosting the show. I'm Paul Cronforce. You work with a lot of executives, Jeff, in Indeed retirement planning. Do. Aaron talked about uh, working with business owners and that 
uh, we also work with executives of people that are leaving their jobs. And a lot of times executives will be leaving their jobs with highly appreciated stock. And there's a method that you can use to save money on taxes. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail right now on that today. <clears throat> it's called net unrealized appreciation. It's a tax technique that could save hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, it, but it, that's a type of thing. We do that a lot for clients on a regular basis. Um, but that's something you don't want to do on your own. Don't try this at home. Um, you know, one, one of the things that we do do though, is that if you're, if one of those executives, or if you're somebody who has a private, um, private sector worker who has a pension, 15% of workers have a private pension. They've, they've diminished. It used to be a high over 30%. Now it's down to 15. 15%. So if you're one of those, be careful with your lump sum deals. If you're among the 15% of private sector U.S. workers with access to traditional defined benefit pension plans, rising interest could have cost you tens of thousands of dollars. It all depends on when you retire and whether you choose to receive a monthly income or lump sum payment. Uh, now, a lot of companies don't have that anymore. A lot of times the, state, the uh, governments will have it, uh, municipalities will have mm -hmm. it, hospitals will, have, will still have some pensions. But private sector, they, there aren't that many, but there are still some. Why do you We're, think the pension plans went away for the most part? Because they got to be more expensive, for one. Two is that when once the 401 came, came about and you had the opportunity to put your own money into the 401ks, Companies were able to wipe their hands of it and say, great, you put money away, we'll match you, but now we're not responsible for your retirement planning. So they took one step back. It's still very generous of a company to, to, to do the to matching. Contribute. But if you compare the cost of that to the cost of pension plans and guaranteeing an income for life, it's minuscule by comparison, even with a generous 401k contribution. So, But there are still some companies that perhaps offer both a pension and a 401k plan. But if you forego the monthly payments and choose to take the money up front, you could be in for big disappointments. You have to be careful. The lump sums with retirement plans, with pensions, are like bonds. Interest rate go up, the value of bonds go down. Interest rates go up, the value of the lump sum goes down. Because if you think about it, the company sets aside money. This is a simplistic way of putting it. Company sets aside money to fund a lifetime of income for somebody. If interest rates are up, they don't have to put as much money aside to fund that lifetime income. Same thing with bonds. Interest rates go up, the value of bonds go down, interest rates go up, lump sums go down. And the Wall Street Journal said that lump sum payouts are dropping by as much as 30%. 30%. Uh, one worker's $540,000 2022 lump sum that was likely to fall 20%, it fell to 422000 So it fell from 540 in 2022 to 432000 in 2023. So you got to be careful. If you think interest rates are going to continue to go up, your lump sum is going to go down. So be careful with that. If you think that- And we've been in that climate yep. of rates. Uh, the Fed's hiking the rates seemingly every week. Yep. And I think they're likely to do at least one more. Yeah. I think that Jerome Powell was behind. You know, he wanted to get renominated. So in 2021, he didn't raise rates at all. Uh 2022, he started doing it. Now they're doing it more aggressively. I think that's and, horrible, politically driven. Uh, and I'm not no, naive. I know this happens in politics absolutely. every day. But not for the good of the country, for no, the good of my career. Yep. Whatever but I can now, do to get ahead. And now for the good of his career, 
I think he's going to do one more, at least one more rate, interest rate increase. But at any rate, the lump sum went from 540 to 432,000. Workers at Ford, Honda, AT&T, Exelon, and other firms are heading for the exits, taking a record number of lump sum early retirement packages uh, before payouts fall further. So if, if you think interest rates are going to go up, continue to go up, Take it now because next year the lump sum might be smaller. Again, we can help you with those calculations. And this is what you guys do. We talk we about it every, every good day. Good point, Paul. We do it every day at the office. Not, but if you think interest rates are going to go down and you can hang on. See, that's the problem. That if you th- think that you can hang on and you get bumped, your lump sum might be less anyway. Yeah. So you're waiting for interest rates to go down so that the lump sum goes back up and then you lose your job and you end up with the lower payout Anyway, the math is complicated, but boils down to this. Lump sums are typically calculated on the present value of guaranteed monthly payments using mortality tables and interest rates published by the IRS. Under the formula, pension plans use the lower the interest rates, the higher the lump sum payout. Monthly pe- pension checks don't change. So if, you want, if you're going to take the pension anyway, that doesn't change. It's whether you're going to take the lump sum or not. So you got to be careful with it. Um, and again, you, sometimes people don't have a choice. The company is downsizing. They need to um, get, uh, get rid of employees. And you might not have a choice of when you get it. But just be aware that the lump sum you thought you had in 2022 might be lower in 2023 and just plan for it. I got a question. You said that Wall Street Journal as a source, and we usually do that when we quote things you're right. supposed to, right? Yep. What, Jeff, in this day and age of social media and a biased mainstream new media, which everybody would agree is clearly biased, right? All you got to do is watch it. What are your trusted sources for your financial? What, what do you read? There are a Kiplinger's is a big one, I know. Well, Kiplinger's is good, does pretty, gives pretty good advice uh, or, or information. You have to be careful with the advice, but the information is pretty good. Okay. That, the so, difference. What are the facts? Yes. Not your opinion. Yes. Forbes is good. We like Ed Slot. Uh, Ed Slot's very good, especially from a technical standpoint. And that, for a lot of our clients, that's what we're looking for. Um, you know, the, the latest changes in tax laws, the example, the Secure 2.0 Act. Uh, Wall Street Journal, Forbes, all of them go to Ed Slot first. We've been part of his organization for 15 years at least. So we've known him for that long uh, and been part of that organization for technical advice on. Uh, and there's you know, uh, Den- uh, Denise Applegate, she's very good. So it all depends on where you want to go. How, would Some you consider the, the Wall Street Journal pretty down the middle and fair? No. No. <laughs> now, again, for some of the, the information, it's good. Yeah. For some of the analysis of the information, perhaps not. And again, it depends on what column and what op-ed yes. piece yeah. you're reading. Yeah. Always know your source, though. That's, don't just say, I saw it on Facebook. My yes. goodness. Well, you a friend of mine careful. posted this. The Wall Street Journal is, is good for information. Again, yeah. um, for the analysis of the information, maybe not. <laughs> my takeaway, this show, you've been talking about the tax impact so much. There's so many tax impacts. All of these critical ages, uh, these milestones sure. that are important. And you just got to keep up with this stuff. And then and things change our, every year, too. And know that our office does. And we keep up with that all the time. Everybody in our office uh, acts as a fiduciary. So we always put our clients' interests first. Many of them are, are credentialized with the Certified Financial Planner professional, chartered financial consultants, uh, chartered retirement planning specialists to act as fiduciaries. We've had a couple of CPAs in the office, so it's really credentialized, 
dedicated people that are looking out for your success in retirement. And I, I wanted to touch on one more Kiplinger's article before we leave this topic because it's pretty important. Uh, our clients are aging. Uh, we care about them in their 30s. And we also care about care about them in their 80s and helping parents age with, with their money. Uh, when Kelly McBride started getting tearful calls from her mother saying she couldn't balance her checkbook, she knew something was changing. My mother had always been the family bookkeeper and keeper of the cash, says McBride of Sarasota County, Florida. She used to reconcile her bank accounts every month like clockwork. Well, as she gets older, it's becoming harder and harder for her to do it. So the article talks about becoming a financial caregiver. She shares a house with her 87-year-old mother. Um, and she became a financial caregiver. She checks her mother's bank accounts. She canceled some credit cards, got rid of her landline. Uh, but both her mother and she gave out uh, only McBride's number. So, so they were careful. The landline. That's it. I still know people that have a landline and I chuckle. Yeah. And business is different. The office line. I get yes, it. I but think so too. In your house, yeah. But even that's changing, too. But a lot of grown children are, are facing that now. Their parents are not able to keep up. And so trying to help up. First of all, the failure to pay bills could mean loss of hearing, heating, loss of heating, electricity, or even housing. Another is that an older relative could be taken in by a scam. We hear that all the time. Um, we, had, we had a letter written to my office that they even, you put love Jeff on it to send $80,000 to someplace in California to wire money to, to someplace and they signed it, love Jeff. It's like, well, of course he wrote it. Why else would he? Oh, my goodness. So it's, it's really uh, alarming. And but, the elderly are targeted, it, which is very sad, but you, you got to be smart about this stuff. Absolutely. Right? We, we talk about this all the time. We were at church the other day and the guy goes, be careful if you get an email from the church. There's a phishing scam going on asking you to send us money. It's isn't, not us. Isn't that amazing? I, was, I, I looked at my mom next to me and was like, that's horrible. Oh, yeah. Uh, elder fraud is rising at an alarming rate, while loss amounts, are even, loss amounts are even more staggering. The FBI reported in 2021. Uh, but in many families, it's hard to communicate. Uh, it's always a good idea to make sure parents have given the person designated to be in charge of the money a financial power of attorney in order to access and manage their accounts. However, such rights don't mean you could simply sweep in and take over should it become necessary. Uh, you have to use it with care and judgment. Um, and you know, sharing the responsibility is important, but not always the case. A lot of times, uh, in family members, everybody's different. I recognize that. But if you have somebody that steps forward and say, "Great, everybody else will take one step back," and you know, so if you can share the responsibility, that always helps. Uh, of course, not all sisters and brothers get along well. Right. Let's say there's seven or eight of them. Yeah, even two. <laughs> <laughs> You're Jeff. You're exactly right. It can tear families apart. When you talk about power of attorney, we're talking about overall estate planning. Yes, there's a right way to do it, and that's just kind of have that family conversation. And be we open. and we help our clients with that all the time. Our our advisors are experienced at it, and we also experience it seeing decline with our clients. It's it's sad, but that's part of what we do. But most know? Americans, when I say most, the numbers are staggering. Do not have any estate plan. No trust, will, or power of attorney. Uh, there's less than a third of people have a will. Wow. And I'll go through that in our wealth management segment. That's 
Um, and that's kind of surprising, too, because you'd like to at least give uh, some direction on that. Just wrapping this up, um, not every older person has someone who can step in and help them with their finances, and not every grown child is able or willing to do it. If that's the case, there are other options. There are trusted professionals, uh, financial advisors. There are services also starting at $50 a month that you can look into. An outside agency needs to be researched, however, and make sure that the company is insured and bonded. That's exactly right. Some people are alone, Jeff. They don't have family left right. and they might need that. So proper estate planning. Good advice too about the scams. Always be aware. Yep. Always be aware. So you mentioned it. It's the wealth management and preservation segment. That's coming up next. It's a feature every week on the program. Stay tuned. More coming up. The Retirement Clinic today with Jeff Kowal, founder of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, well, I'd buy you a house. It's that time. Welcome back. The Retirement Clinic, Jeff Kowal hosting the show this segment. It's the third segment every Saturday, 10 o'clock on the Retirement Clinic. We call it the Wealth Management and Preservation Segment, Jeff. Sure. This show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. Um, and we've always had it that way when, when, when we, um, you know, once you've accumulated some wealth, how do you preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and pass it on to your heirs? So if you have a million, five million, ten million dollars or more, this segment is for you. And if you have a million, five million, or ten million dollars or more, a big part of it is keeping family wealth in the family. Um, and that's uh, a focus of what we do in our office. Um, because we know that people, have, for, for most of our clients, they've worked a lifetime to build up these assets. And even yeah. if you inherited it, you have to be prudent in, in what you do with it. So we're always, you know, people worry about how the estate affects family farms and small businesses and everything else. Um, but you also, the bad news is that avoiding estate tax is only one of your worries if you have a large estate. Uh, heirs may be responsible for paying federal income tax on some assets and retirement accounts. And if you don't plan correctly, your money could end up in the hands of an ex-spouse, a creditor, or the government. So who wants that? Who, wait, wait. What's worse out of that list? I'm not sure. <laughs> the ex-spouse, the government... And creditors, right? Those yes, three. Yeah, yeah, they're all after your money. And I don't want any three. Any I don't have an ex-wife. I'm blessed to be married for yeah. 30 years this October, by the yeah, way. Good for you. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you're a little bit past you. We're 45. She's put up with me that long. 45 for you. Congrats yeah. to you. Yeah, she's put up along with me a long time. Mm-hmm. Same here. <laughs> Same here. Uh, anyway. Um, so, so you ask where we go. I remember years ago, maybe it wasn't that long. Maybe it was 20 years. U.S. News and World Report. There weren't a lot of sources you could go to for just data. If I just want a business report or if I just want mm-hmm. something to, to look at. Before uh, the internet. Report on. There yeah. was nothing. I yes. Mean- so U.S. News and World Report was one of those. And this article is from there. You want to make sure your stuff goes to the right people. First of all, the, the basic, most basic thing is to draw up a will. Writing a will is the most basic. It's the first step. This is what we talked about. In fact, only about 33% of people say that they have a will, according to a 2021 estate planning and will study that surveyed 2,500 Americans. Without a will, your estate is divided in probate court, 
that's not necessarily bad, but it could be ugly. Meaning someone else decides who gets your money, and that's the worst part. And what if you have kids? Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's who. Who do they? Who are, you know? Who do they live with now? Well, if you don't designate it in a will, Jeff, then the courts get involved. Right. Having a will doesn't mean your heirs avoid probate, though. They still need to go through a court system to have a will reviewed and confirmed as valid. It's a slow and expensive process, but that's a basic process. Next is check your beneficiary. One way to avoid probate is to have beneficiaries named on your assets. Very important. Whether it's a TOD, transfer death account, retirement account, IRAs, uh, uh, quick claim deed on your property, anything. If you can if name beneficiaries that goes so much more smoothly. Um, since beneficiary or TOD, transfer and death designation, trumps anything written in a will. So that's like naming a beneficiary on your life insurance policy or for, it trumps anything that's in your will. It's a good idea to review beneficiary information after every life change. You talk about your uh, ex-wife. <laughs> you know, I want to make sure. Not, I don't have an ex-wife. I know, not your ex-wife. Hypothetically. <laughs> Hypothetically. <laughs> you want to make sure that your ex-wife is not on those life insurance policies, 401ks, but also the birth of children, marriage, or divorces. You got to. Can you make, imagine forgetting? Yes. And we've, we check our clients' beneficiaries, and we've caught some where it was an old life insurance policy that they just didn't remember that it was in force, right. didn't even think to change a beneficiary. And the, and the ex-wife is on there as a beneficiary. Yes. She could end up with a million dollars. Yes, yes. Hmm. This wasn't that size, but any dollar size. Well, whatever it is. It depend, yes. I don't care if it's one dollar out of one or two. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, next is set up a trust. If you have a, an estate, you're worried about your heirs, that they might not be wise with the money. Or even if you will, you just want to designate. Control the assets during your lifetime. Pass it on to heirs at their death. Trust is a great way to do it. Distribute your wealth. May make sense. Uh, trust can help you set up in several ways. They could be revocable. means you could change them anytime. For estate planning purposes and with the estate tax law potentially changing in January of 2025, where it might go down to about $6.8 million from the current almost $25 million. So right now there's a $25 million exemption. $12.5 million per person times two. So a husband and wife could potentially get just about $24, $25 million in exemptions. But that's set to go down to about to the old numbers, $5 million adjusted for inflation, which would be about $6.8 million. Those were Trump's tax cuts that are set to expire. That ex that, that's exactly right. Remember, they set to, they're set to sunset, right? right. So it's called at the end of 25? 24. Oh, at the end of 24. 25. So, so you got to be careful with that. Um, you could do irrevocable trusts, which are permanent. So, I mean, so there. What if Trump gets reelected? That, I, I would guess that there would be a pretty good chance that they would be extended. That the so. tax cuts would be extended. Imagine that first day, like you did last time. I think there's going to be a lot of executive orders. Oh, first day. Yeah. You and bet. again, this is just assuming that he's the candidate. We don't even know. Too that far away. Be, that would be fun. Yeah. Um, but I, yes, I think that there would there would be a lot of things with Trump, DeSantis, any of those. But especially with Trump, I mean, he would mm -hmm. go back to the, the, do a lot of things they didn't have a chance to finish. Um, but. I can't think of any of my clients that would say that I want the government to get my money instead yep. of the family. 
So if there are ways that you could do from a tax standpoint, if you could do irrevocable trust to avoid some taxes there, um, if you could do revocable trust to get the uh, to get the assets more smoothly to your heirs, that's a great, great way to go. Like you said before, you've worked so hard your whole life to that's save right. this at your nest egg, right? That's right. And the government's taking their fair share already. So now another thing that that plays into this. Two more quick things I want to touch on. One is convert traditional retirement accounts to Roth accounts. Those with traditional 401ks and IRAs could inadvertently leave their heirs a big tax bill. IRAs are terrible for estate planning because the non-spouse beneficiaries, in the past, non-spouse beneficiaries, like kids, could stretch it out over the life expectancy so they could take out a little bit at a time. Now, effectively reducing the total taxes due, but now heirs other than the spouses, spouses can roll them over into their own accounts, retirement plans, must withdraw all the money from the accounts within 10 years. If the account balance is large, that could require significant distributions that may be taxed at a high rate. If you think about it, and I'm just putting this out there, your kids potentially could be inheriting your IRA at the peak of their income. So now they have to take all that money on the 10-year period of time when already at the peak of their income. So that's why if you can if you could convert it to Roth IRAs, that's a great way to go. And then the last item that I wanted to, to touch on is give your money away while you're alive, but do it wisely. We talked about this too. On the airline, in case of loss of pressure, these the, the uh, mask will drop down. It always says make sure your mask is secure before, before you help your child. Before you help your child. Same thing with estate planning. If you want to give money away, that's fantastic. It's wonderful. It's thoughtful. But make sure your estate is in order before you do that. That's I love that analogy of the airline. That's good stuff. Jeff, we're going to wrap it all up. The Retirement Clinic back after this on WISN. Buy you furniture for your house. Maybe an ice Chesterfield or an Ottoman. And if I had a million dollars. Jeff Cole, we're wrapping up this retirement clinic. If I got questions, we covered so much ground today. You direct our listeners to call the Kowal Investment Group. That's right. If you have $750,000 or more in investable assets, or if you have a million, $2 million, $5 million or more, the streamlined retirement process is perfect for you. What what we do with our clients on a daily basis, we address all areas of planning, investments, taxes, estate planning, long-term care, all the things that can potentially affect your success in retirement. We care about you and your success in retirement. Give our office a call at 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040, or go online to the Kowal Way, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com, and uh, click Get Started with us. And Monday through Friday, the Mark Belling Show. Don't forget those market updates, those business reports done by Jeff and his staff at the Kowal Investment Group. They do such a great job at keeping us up to speed with the market activities. Jeff, have a great weekend. Thanks, you too, Paul. Appreciate you listening to the Retirement Clinic on behalf of Jeff Kowal. Uh, Thanks for joining us back next Saturday, 10 o'clock for the Retirement Clinic. Stay tuned for news. That's next on WISM Milwaukee.